0: This is First Curious, the podcast of new poetry reviews. I'm Benjamin Landry. Taken down from the bookshelf today is The Rupture Tense by Jenny Xie, published by Greywolf Press in fall 2022. Shia is a first-generation American, born in China and raised on the East Coast. She garnered a great deal of critical praise for her debut poetry collection, I Level. This new collection delivers on the promise of its title. It is as much about the connections and disconnections of diaspora as as it is the qualified ability of language to support even our most intimate communications. The initial section, Controlled Exposure, excavates the extensive photographic record of Li Junsheng, paid photochronicler of the Cultural Revolution. The prose and list poems evoke the stash of prints and negatives which the party rejected, and which Li hid under his floorboards, presumably because they cast the revolution in an undesirable light, or because they reflected too personal an aesthetic. The poems describe harrowing moments caught in photograph, the struggle sessions and severe humiliations meted out by a regime petrified by Western influences, and which considered exceptionalism a threat to its control. At least these are the scenes that serve as the image's modus operandi. But she encourages us to resist the spectacle of propaganda by looking to the outside of the focal point. While the subject may be depersonalized, flattened, and diminished, she notes how the background leaks out watery faces that haven't been rifled through. This peripheral approach restores the photographs with human and humane content. Alight instead on the thin twine that screws hands together, Shia directs us. Shia places faith in the gestural which, even when we are silent, in the face of brutality, overwhelms the viewer with humanity, the red puncta of the first two poems. Elsewhere, Shia records, The O of one mouth agape, of many eyes agape, of countless overlooked ruptures deposited on the emerging print, an image that recalls a bank of pipe organs shorn of sound. The rupture is, of course, the rupture of millions of lives. It is only in the last decade that it has become acceptable within China to critique Mao's tactics during the Cultural Revolution. But it is also the rupture which, we tell ourselves, keeps us safely in the present, behind the bulletproof glass which appears to separate us from history. This separation is, of course, a charade. It has long been acknowledged that photography purports to preserve the individual, while it might also be seen as severing the subject from time, making of the subject a premature corpse. What then of identity? The poem Memory Soldier describes another shot in which, quote, "...the accused is captured from the rear left angle. His gray tunic, its hideously ripped padding, the cloth coming off in clots. It's unclear when he last washed. You can make out his closely cropped hair, the dry outline of cheekbones, his head angled to the ground. The camera's eye tamps down on thousands of faces before him, cracked open, pale watermelon seeds. Who or what can be saved from such a photograph, in which even the rarefied human subject is reduced to a few shapes and textures? The photograph is no longer capable of that which it purports to do, preserve identity. It is up to us, the viewer, to infuse the subject with identity. That is the job of witness. In these and other passages, Shia's work is philosophical and ambitious, informed by Roland Barthes, Walter Benjamin, Marianne Hirsch, and theories of perception. For me, the most affecting section, No Vector, chronicles Shia's return trips to China, where she catches up with family, trying to parse what is revealed and repressed. These are poems vivid with image and dialogue. Perhaps because she is relishing scenes for which she has been yearning, Xia's eye decelerates. She takes in farmland beating against the window, then the spokes of Nanjing, thin stream, a pace that inoculates against the past tense, as though through mere powers of observation one might cheat the deformations of time. But Xia's relatives interrupt her philosophical revelries with quotidian concerns. We packed you scallion crackers and buns! one relative assures her, they charge too much up on the mountain. I lived for two years in Beijing and spent many afternoons on Houhai Lake, where the streets were too narrow and twisting for much car traffic. Even in 2007, rattletrap, indestructible flying pigeon bicycles made up most of the traffic. They moved at a leisurely but steady pace, and their jockeys often carried heavy and unwieldy loads, carpet rolls, office chairs, netted bags of fish, on their shoulders or in improvised racks affixed to the frames. She has memory of a bicycle ride meanders down the page like an untroubled stream, capturing the pace and impetus of her young life. No part of myself had remained, but no part had withdrawn either. Riding on the cramped back seat of her bike, our heads bare, woozy from humidity, we who are made mostly of distance, that pucker of space in the smallest denominations. Pedestrians, the wrestling inside them, some coming closer to the surface, a pang that doesn't shape itself to be the same pang as others, two bodies separated by a slab of air, slendered answers she gave you, as she rode along in fluid strokes, steering, never needing to look back, never searching for alignment. It is an image of certainty and ease that one senses The speaker has sought to recover, in subsequent life, lived in the rupture tense. The latter sections of the rupture tense lack the precision and physicality of the earlier ones. The poems are satisfied in dealing almost exclusively in abstractions, and end up all thunder and lightning with precious little rain. Some readers will be moved by lines like, All new images leave your thinking askew, And wouldn't you know you wouldn't recognize these streets, Even if they translated you phoneme by phoneme. To this reader, lines of this sort bypass the senses and ask us to learn rather than to feel, and land with all of the satisfaction of a download. Thankfully, the earlier, more redolent poetry is what I remember most about the rupture tense. So why does the rupture tense matter? Coming as it does two and a half years into a pandemic, which ground much of our lives to a halt, This collection posits crucial questions about how we salvage and how we continue in the new normal of this estranged verb tense. Although perhaps most readers of Shia's work will not be able to relate to her particular concerns regarding diaspora, almost all of us will relate to the process of looking through a photographic record and attempting to revivify the unknown faces we see there. What can they tell us of who we are in this moment? and how the mere disturbances we present in the corpus of history might be known to future witnesses. That's it for this episode of Verse Curious. Much gratitude to Deborah Sadell for our theme music, with production assistance from Brian Miller. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share, and consider donating via the button on the Verse Curious Red Circle homepage, with my thanks in advance. See you next time.